モーニングプロジェクトプレゼンツ Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the nichiest podcast ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another, another, another word for us to argue over, pronunciation wise,、uh, episode of the Nichiest. These Google Docs, every single time. Are we, are we Nichiest podcast ever or Nichiest gaming podcast? Are we a Nichiest podcast ever, correct? I think we're the Nichiest podcast ever, but every time we start the show, you want to slip gaming in there. <laughs> Because it says in the title of our show notes, which I'm sure that I, I wrote at some point, it, it says Nichiest gaming podcast ever. And every single time, because I'm, I'm looking straight at it every time I say this,、yeah. that throws me off. Well, I mean, I'm with you because it. it We don't really talk about a whole lot other than gaming, so I don't know why we don't use gaming. But I think that's just too long. You know, I'm going to go in here right now. I'm changing this. Ch- I'm not changing it because, oh my God, my computer's going to crash now. Okay. <laughs> I'm changing it. So now it says Anisha's podcast ever. This is episode 16, and we are the podcast that talks about niche slash niche. Uh, games out there from the world of Japan and beyond. And as always, I am joined by my two super fabulous co hosts, the first of which, in alphabetical order, is Anne. Hello, Anne. Hello. I'm lucky that I get to be first when you're doing first names <laughs> because throughout elementary school and high school, I was always last because my last name was Whittingham. So it feels good to be first <laughs> for once. <laughs> That's right. I did know that it was Whittingham. Because I was thinking about your name today. And, oh, you、um, were thinking about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> not, just, not just like randomly thinking about Anne's name. No, I was sending her something. And so I was thinking about her name. And I forgot that your name was Whittingham. That's right. Yeah, it was. Was. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm Patterson. So I was always like the weird kind of middle area of, of name calling. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, okay, so、um, when you sort your contacts on your phone, are they sorted first name or last name?、Mm, first name for sure, because half the time I don't even enter people's last names. <laughs> <laughs> Brian? Oh, first. Yes. But that's just the way to do it nowadays. Yeah. I, yeah, I think kids these days don't know last names. Yeah. <laughs> that, are, that are like, you have like those friends you only know by the weird nickname you go by <laughs> online. And so you don't know what's last name to put in their contacts. But that other person speaking with the,、uh, the dulcet, perhaps,、mm. tones is Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello. You, you're, uh, your voice actually did get comments <sighs> from our last、yeah. <laughs> podcast. And I, I'm, I'm like entering, I'm going lower again today because apparently every time we do a podcast, I either have allergy issues or a cold. <laughs> so, you are sick a lot for us.、Uh, yeah, don't get me started. So, and then I am, of course, am Molly, and we are here to do another show. 
probably a little bit shorter. Um, just because we have all been like crazy busy and also because I'm literally melting here in my apartment tonight. <laughs> so I cannot do because I've, I've turned my air conditioning off for you podcast listeners. Um, so life and then life exciting for you too the past month or so. Anything? <laughs> Just been living, you know. You know how that is. <laughs> I think Surviving. you're the one that lives the most the most interesting life in terms of relevance to the show since you went to PAX, didn't you? I did. I was trying to think what else I did. Yeah, I went to PAX. I went up to Brian's country and did not see Brian <clears> at all. Him. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of I kind of also forget that people live in cities, and so I just go there and come back and I'm like, oh, that's right, you do live there, don't you? <laughs> so yeah, I went to PAX. That, that um, usually PAX is more fun for me, but this year I actually had to do a lot of work at it because we had more appointments and stuff like that. So I didn't get to have as much fun as I usually get to have. But I. I like PAX, but I think if I were only going to one, I'd go to PAX East. I, I like Seattle better as a city, but I think PAX East is in the better venue and it's set up a lot hmm. uh, more logically for finding stuff. Mm. But because you, Brian, have you actually gone to a PAX? I went last year, but... I'm definitely not the person to ask because I had—I think I had like a mini panic attack. While I was, I was gonna say, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, like last year doesn't really count because you were there for like what a half an hour. Or so I, I think I was left? there for two hours, but it, did, okay. it didn't matter. Two hours. It was too many people and too crazy. Yeah, there is a lot of people, and if you aren't used to that or if you can't deal with it, it can be very, very overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to play some really interesting. Um, Indie games, which I will talk about one a little bit later, mm. very briefly. But yeah, so I went to PAX, and then I'm trying to think. Um, I'm pretty sure I went to Seattle for something. It's it's really like I get a point where like I just travel so much I forget where I'm going. You know, so I, I've like I forget that I've gone places and done things. Mm. But I think my travels, like I'm not going to TGS this year, which really makes me sad. Mm. So I love TGS. Even though, even though like TGS has become a, a an event that is harder to kind of justify, other than letting Japanese people try out games, because I think the relevancy of a lot of TGS's um, announcements aren't just there for the Western press anymore or Western gamers. Always, I mean, I'm I'm hoping that we'll get some kind of interesting announcements, but between kind of like. E3 and Gamescom and now Sony's new, you know, PlayStation event in December and PAXs and other specific events. Like there's so many opportunities to announce things. I think the announcements that come at TGS are less. Yeah. But I think a good question would be for both of you. um, What are you, is there anything that you're hoping will come out of TGS? Like any announcements or, or showing more of a certain game or anything like that? I was gonna say I hope for everyone's sanity we get a firm release date for Final Fantasy 15 since they keep doing <laughs> dumb stuff with that and I just don't want to hear about it anymore I want a date and for it to come out and then for everyone to stop you know <laughs> talking about it which I think 
didn't they make an announcement that they would be announcing the yes. release date? So mm. that's uh. good. <laughs> that's a step in the right direction, I guess. Okay, but at this <laughs> point, though, if they make an announcement of a date, do you actually believe it? Uh, no. All right. I just want the game to come out. They can can they can they go to TGS and just be like, yeah, it's on the it's on PSN right now. Go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I mean, in a weird way, it's almost kind of like what Fallout did. Like Fallout mm. just didn't exist for a long, long time. Fallout Four, and then they're like, yeah, it's coming out, and it's coming out like in six months. That's almost like this one they need. It's like, yeah, like you know what, this game will be out in two weeks. Go pre-order it. I think otherwise, I just don't believe that any date they give me. Brian? You know, I don't know, actually, to be honest. Like, the the one thing I want information about isn't going to be announced at TGS and probably isn't going to be announced this year. So, um, you know, I want to hear more about the supposed NX from Nintendo. Just ah. to know what the hell it is. Because, you know, everybody... Is speculating what it is or what it's going to be or how powerful it's going to be or how lame it's going to be. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like Final Fantasy for me. Like, I just want to know about it. But other than that, I just hope there's actually a few games for any system that are announced that look interesting that haven't already been announced before. I don't even care the system. I don't care the game. Just something interesting. See, my big hope is... Um, I mean, I'm... NX, definitely. I'm really curious to see what that's going to be. But I think more than that, even, like, was it two years now, three years now uh, ago, we got the tease for a new Gravity Rush? Oh. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. like, nothing since then. So is it a PS4 remake? Is it a, a Gravity Rush 2? You know, like, I just want to know what that was and what it is and when it's coming. Hmm. So. Well, hmm. It seems unlikely it's going to be a Vita game, but who, I, who knows? No, at this point, I, I doubt. I, mean, I think the question, though, is, is it a remake of the original Vita game? Oh. Or is it a part two? Oh. Mm. You know, I mean, are they going to go like, the, the tearaway route with it kind of thing? And just assume that nobody knows what happened in the first <laughs> game? So. Yeah. What I do know that we are getting here in the freedom-loving United States of America (laughs) is the properly sized, sensibly sized, new Nintendo 3DS. Yes. And in an announcement that I love and I hate equally together, Nintendo revealed recently that we are getting that new Nintendo 3DS, not the XL, but the regular one. But we're getting it in a bundle. And that bundle is the Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer bundle, in which, for the not-at-all-low price of $219.99, on September 25th, you will get the new 3DS, a copy of Happy Home Designer, and... An amiibo card. And then I guess, I'm sorry, and I guess you are getting two cover options. The cover plates. You are getting the Isabelle, and you are getting a kind of just overall scene of Animal Crossing or Happy Home Designer, one of the two. 
So I, like I said, I, I am very excited that we are finally getting the right sized one, but I didn't want it in a bundle. <laughs> I don't want to have to buy a bundle to get this. You really think that they would only release it in a bundle? I mean, I can kind of believe that Nintendo would do something like that, but on the other hand, I can't believe that they would release a whole system and only offer it in that one bundle ever. Ever? No. (laughs) But I I do think that they're going to play this game of... You're only getting this if you get a bundle. Yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to make it mm. special in that way. Mm. And so I think the next bundle is probably going to be like, you know, a black system. Yeah. Mm. Or a red, something like that. Where this one, by the way, is a white new Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> and it's already, I think, is it only available at the moment through GameStop and it's already sold out? Is it really? I think so. Because I kind of like, I, I wasn't planning on buying it anytime soon, but I was like keeping an eye on it. And then I just saw online that like, oh, it's already sold out. Although who knows if they'll make it available elsewhere. I'd hope so. I'd, but who knows? <laughs> uh, I just can't, I can't take this not even knowing how to buy Nintendo products thing anymore. Yeah. I don't, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm so torn on this. So have have either of you guys tried the um, stuff to do the region free on your 3ds? No. I did the one ages ago that I think they've already, okay. you know, um, gotten rid of and Nintendo have kind of cracked down on. But they're always coming out with new ones, so I haven't tried the most recent one. But I did use one before that worked for me. Cause I, I did, I did hear though that like one of the games that isn't compatible with it is the Sega Classics, yeah, three three D Classics oh, collection, huh. which really sucks because that'd be the one the ones you'd kind of like want to get. I don't know, like I, the last thing I need is another three DS, <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah. Says the person on the show that probably has the fewest 3DSs out of all of us, right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> We're guilty of all the 3DSs. We give in to temptation and yeah. throw okay, our so money I, at Nintendo. <laughs> how many do you two have? Brian, would you like to go first? <laughs> um, <laughs> at the moment, I have four, but I'm going to get rid of one, and I've owned... Five. <laughs> I owned another one and I sold it, so I have four at the moment. I need to count. I think I've got five, <laughs> but two of them aren't mine. Two of them are my husband's, but they're five well, in the house. There you go. So, oh, six, six. Sorry. Whoa. <laughs> four are mine. Four are mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and I've been thinking about getting a new 3DS, but, um, <laughs> okay, okay, wait, 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 one. I was gonna say, when you have six 3DS in your house, what what is the call to get a <laughs> Because it's cute and it's got face plates. Now, which is why I'm not getting it, because obviously there's not enough reason to buy one. <laughs> so, you, you don't have one of the small ones currently, then? No, my husband okay. has the new XL. Oh. Okay. Which I don't like. I think it's ugly. If I would get a new one, I would get the small one for yeah. superficial reasons. <laughs> so, 
So that's probably not going to happen. But、um, in Japan, they announced this lovely Hello Kitty one with an、um, adorable Hello Kitty faceplate. So that was. I haven't seen that yet. Tempting. Yeah,、hmm. just, just this week. Just this week. They have the bundle, but they're also selling the faceplate separately. So you could import the faceplate for your bundled 3DS. If you wanted. <laughs> well, that's one of the arguments about this, too, is the fact that, like, this is coming out when a lot of the really cool Japanese face plates are already all sold out. Yeah. Although you can still、mm. find a lot on eBay or, like, PlayAsia, stuff like that. Believe me. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I, before we move on, I want to put out there. Uh, I don't buy that Anne's not going to buy a new 3DS at some point. Oh, <laughs> oh well, the reason why I'm not going to buy one anytime soon is we just dropped a bundle of money on a PS4, so I'm still reeling from、oh, that purchase over this weekend. Yes. <laughs> okay. I、well. don't know. I'm not that excited for it. Like, not、um, yet. You can't, you can't say yet. g o t t o wait. Okay.、Yeah. We're, we're not to your exciting PS4 purchase yet. But I also,、oh. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're going to buy it soon. I'm just saying I think you're going to buy one at some point. <laughs> probably, that's probably worth it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You could put See, money on that. See, I guess I have more room to get one then because I only have two 3DSs currently, which, you know, makes me the. the <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's even like, even having two, I don't know if is. Well, no, because I have two people in my household, so I guess that technically is, is、yeah. okay. Although but, I will say, for, in my defense, I would own fewer if Nintendo had made it.、Uh, When I originally bought my XL, I, I was like, oh, I will you know, eventually move everything from my smaller 3DS over to my XL. And so I you know, bought games for it and stuff. Well, I did not know that I couldn't merge the two into one system. So basically, if、yeah. I、like、want to move the stuff over from my th- small 3DS, I have to delete everything from my XL, which I find completely ridiculous, but whatever. Yep, so now I've got to have two, two American ones. So. Yep. Blow me, that's what I say.、Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I will say though, to at least try to compete in this game,、uh, <clears throat> my friend made me count recently. I do have 11 DSs. Wow. So I、that's、do have a couple、lot. of those.、Yes. <laughs> Although I can understand, are they mostly like DS lights or what are they? Well, no, it's just mostly like. Pink and white ones, whatever those were.、Oh, you, so, I mean, ranging, ranging from the original, original DS、oh. to the DSIXL. Yep. Yes.、Huh. So, yeah. I can understand that, though, because I've been really obsessed with the DS lately, especially. And every time I see like a, a pretty DS, like the OG one or the DS Lite, I want it. And I have、yep. stopped myself so far, but I think at some point, you know, some damage is going to be done. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, they're also getting that cheap enough, I mean, first world problems, but the cheap enough point, you know, where you can pick up one and not completely feel bad about yourself in your life. Yeah, and they're region、so. free. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good old region free. How I miss you.、Um, Brian, this next story is for you. Yeah. And still Nintendo themed. That was your cue we, to read the next story. <laughs> are we talking about news? Yes. Oh, okay. Because, see, I kicked into the news with the, the new 3DS. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off there. Yes, we are doing news now. And so it is your turn to do your first <laughs> news I, story. I'm not even drinking.、Um, 
Well, so I don't know if this... I think it interests Anne, at least. But, um, you know, the world is a Twitter with the fact that uh, it has been revealed that Pikmin 4 is not only in development at Nintendo, but is nearing completion, which I don't think most people even really thought that one, if it was being made, you know, it wouldn't come out for another few years and probably on the NX. So, um, I don't know. I Considering this, the series is definitely niche and everybody seems excited about it, I thought it was worth talking about here if you guys are interested in it or not. I don't know what to think about Pikmin. Huh. I don't know. And I, I played a, just a little bit of part three. Um, but I have to, like, I cannot believe, I don't know, like, the, the nearing completion throws me off. I just, I just, it's so hard for me to believe this would be for Wii U. Yeah. Because why would you, like, if Wii U already has a Pikmin, why would you technically waste it on the Wii U to give it another one? Rather than wait and give it to the NX. Well, but in Nintendo's defense, they have, you know, the first two Pikmins were both released for GameCube. And people have pointed out online that there were two galaxies on the Wii. Super Mario Galaxy. Sure, but those were coming at times when those systems were still viable. (laughs) Well, the GameCube? (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of lost with it too because it's it's hard to imagine it being for the Wii U but then it seems too early for the NX so maybe they'll do like it's for the Wii U and then they will port it to the NX I don't know well didn't they say at E3 this year they said we're not going to have any news about NX but we'll tell you about it next year so I could almost believe that they would show it at E3 next year and then say, and it's coming this holiday, and then you could have a Pikmin be, like, say, a launch title next year, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, because I, <clears throat> I just don't, I don't know, like, how much, like, can the Wii U make it through another holiday with, without having a replacement? No. Well, like, I mean, like a, it can, that, but a, not, it's not going to be successful. Because yeah, I mean, cause, I mean, do we beyond Zelda, which I'll laugh if Zelda's pushed to the NX, because mm. Nintendo has like you know legacy of continually pushing Zelda games like that. Um, I just like I mean, what else is coming for the Wii U? And I I know I know it's Nintendo, so part of that is we don't know yet. Obviously, you know they keep their cards close to their chest for a lot of the time, but I feel like we just have. Like, once this year is over, I feel like I know Zelda's coming, and that's it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, wh- I, I just I don't know that I can see the Wii U going through another complete year without a replacement. So, I think Anne might be right where... I don't know, though. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what they do at this point. But I, I just think that 2017 without any new Nintendo hardware just seems like it's really pushing it. Well, and I will say, I mean, one thing to keep in mind here is just because they say it's nearing completion, 
doesn't mean that <laughs> I mean like uh, Nintendo isn't as bad as Square potentially but they do delay games so um, you know maybe it is nearing completion but then they'll decide oh we need six more months with it and then by that time it would be E3 next year and it would be released at the end of the I mean I don't know so I think people may, maybe are jumping on it too um, quickly to say that it means it's coming out you know spring of next year or something when I don't know and nearing completion doesn't necessarily mean nearing release. Yeah, true. And it also doesn't mean it's not for the 3DS. Oh. Yeah, that's... I mean, I would love that, but it, that seems... I don't know. No, I wouldn't expect it for 3DS, but... I, I would if the 3DS were had better graphics capability, but it seems weird if they would kind of take a step back with it. From the Wii U? I don't know. I mean, I'd love that, but I can't see him doing that. To be fair, though, that's what happened with Animal Crossing. True. And then Animal Crossing became much better on the portables. True. Well, so it's the people like me. It's not necessarily true. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <clears throat> so I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I'm really curious. Like, I think we have to see something at E3 next year from Nintendo. Even if it's just revealing the system and it's not coming out till 2017, but that, that just, they, yeah, boy, it's tough for them. Well, I mean, I really have a hard time believing that the NX, assuming there is some portable variation of the NX, it has to be released in Japan at least next winter. I can't see them skipping Christmas, but who knows? When did the Wii U come out? Ooh. I don't know. Do any of us know? I don't know. Hmm. It was either 2012 or 2013. Because 2013 was PS4 and Xbox One. So it was a year before that. It's 2012. Yeah, so... <sighs> yeah, so I mean, next year is only four years, but... Said the Wii U is just not doing anything right now. Yeah, but the 3DS was what 2010? Was it? No, 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 no. Had to have been 11. 11. Yeah. Okay, but I mean that's quite. That will be six years, five years. So it needs to be replaced for sure. So if if yes, if this new system is both in one. Or the next year will perfectly or two different systems. Both things. Do you think it's going to be though? I hope not, but that's what like lots of people rumor is that it's going to be two systems with like similar enough architecture that the games could be, you know, played on either and when you play them on the console, um, you know, they are prettier or have better frame rates. I don't I don't know if I even believe that, but I've just seen that rumor. Personally, I don't care if they make another console. I just want a handheld. So um, that's all I care about. <laughs> I want like a handheld with the original 3DS dock. And you just dock it in and then you can plug a controller in and then mm. you just play on your TV. Yeah, I'd like that too. That's what I want. What do you want, Anne? Uh, NX. What is it? <laughs> We get two separate consoles. One is the N and one is the X. <sighs> <laughs> and you can pick which one you want. 
And then can you like plug <laughs> you can like plug them together into being one big NX system? Yeah, it'll be like a <laughs> what is it? One of those Voltrons or something that you <laughs> smash them together and then it's like an Uber system. <laughs> it'll be two Wii U's that stick together, right? Because you know the Wii or the Wii was two GameCube <laughs> stuck together. <laughs> Uh, right. yuck, yuck. I don't so, know. So at a certain point, when I'm buying all these systems and I've got so many games, I like don't even really want to think about any new ones. Like, don't, <laughs> don't give me any more. You know, I really don't need any more. <laughs> but yeah. that's all, always the way it is, isn't it? <laughs> so under your plan, Anne, instead of having to buy an amiibo to buy, unlock your full game, you have to buy a handheld to unlock your full game. <laughs> ah, right. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I hate the future. <laughs> but you know what I don't hate, Brian? What? Hatsune Miku. Yes. Because the latest uh sequel, I guess, I guess spin-off, I don't know what you call it, but uh Project Mirai DX for 3DS is out around the world and I hate to admit this, but I had this pre-ordered from like the second you could pre-order it and then I canceled it so I can't Aww. even yes I'm gonna still buy it down the road but I just went a little uh gangbusters the last couple months so I had to cut back on a few it looks adorable and hopefully you guys bought it and are enjoying it no I do have it I haven't played it yet <clears throat> I tried a little bit of it, and I've always been kind of down on the Mirai series oh. compared to Project Diva. But what I played seemed like it wasn't too bad, so I am actually kind of looking forward to having the time to sit down with this and try it huh. properly. I just, I hate the, what are they, Nendroids? Oh. oh I hate the Nendroids so much. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think that yeah. I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much is I think they're really cute. But I just as I've grown older, I've got it's like I'm just old <laughs> and cranky about these stupid SD characters on my <laughs> lawn, you know? I don't know, like I just that just as I've gotten older, not that old, but as I've gotten older, like just the SD thing appeals to me less and less these days hmm. but i know people love them people love them and especially the the miku ones like was it snow snow fairy or snow queen or <laughs> sakura girl or whatever the different versions <laughs> of her are like i know everybody just goes crazy for those things yeah i've got a few i was gonna say you're you're, you're a, i'm pretty sure you're a nendroid lover so Yes, I am an Android lover. You seem like but, that type. But <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I, I have reviewed uh, Project Near IDX, and uh, maybe when the show goes live, my review will also be up on GameCritics.com. I'm not not quite sure. Um, hmm. But I, I played the Japanese version of two, and then played this, and they're very very similar. So it wasn't hard for me to go through and just play through it. And see, you know, what they've added for the DX version. But this is actually my cheerleading game. So do you want me to talk about it now or save it for that? <laughs> we can save it. Save okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think <laughs> no, how to transition. Anne gets I to know. do the next section. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll transition then. <laughs> it, instead of that, then we can talk about some new Vita releases. I think we briefly touched on some of these in the last episode, just when we were talking about upcoming games, but... As of this recording, Amnesia Memories, the Otome game, is out. We've also got Steins Gate, that's the visual novel, and then Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, which is the highly anticipated third game in the Danganronpa series. So lots of good stuff. Um, I've played all of these but not finished any of them. <laughs> so I cannot <laughs> offer any definitive opinions on any of them, but they're all pretty darn good, I'd say. <laughs> I now own two physical copies of Steins Gate, or Steins Gate, and I still have not even opened either one. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I bought the stupid UK version, because there was that point where, like, the, for the Vita, there was that point where it was, it was, it was looking like it was going to get really, really hard to get. Mm. And I wanted to buy it before it disappeared because that was at the point where the game was supposed to come out over here, but we still had no release date or anything. Mm, yeah. And then right after I bought that, they announced the release date for the U.S. version. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought that. But I am excited about playing all three of these. I feel like we should t- change the name of the show to like My Embarrassing Backlog or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe would be more accurate. <laughs> the Nishi's Games We Don't Actually Play podcast. Oh, okay, I have an idea for our nec- the next time we record. We should come to the table with like our three uh, either most embarrassing titles in our backlog or the ones that kill Ooh. us the most that we haven't played yet. I would anyway, totally do that. We'll think yeah, about let's that. do that. that. That'll be good. It'd be very <laughs> thoroughly embarrassing, I think. <laughs> but, you know, also exciting before we move on about Vita is today we got a couple new release dates. Mm. So we got Code Realize Guardian of Rebirth. It's coming out October 20th. And Norn 9 Var Commons is coming out November 3rd. Huh. And as I said on NeoGAF, like one of the, the things that I, I love about these two games is their covers remind me of being in the Otome Isle of Japanese stores because they are just so like Japanese and pretty and colorful and everything. And they're both visual novels, right? I think, and I think they're both actual Otome games. Huh. Yep, I believe, yep. yeah. And is Code Realize the one with like the literary figures? Yes. Oh, okay. It's I steampunk want that and it's got um, like Lupin in it, um, as well as Frankenstein and a couple huh. of other characters who I can't remember. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> I imported the Japanese version of that. And literally, like two weeks later, they announced the English version. So like, <laughs> ah, foiled again. And <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played it. But that, I was really, really looking forward to that one. And whereas Nord 9, I really, that, that one hasn't really been on my radar, but I've heard great things about it. And it's more sci-fi-y. And it's a bit different where you can actually pick the which protagonist you're playing as, which most of the time you're given a set protagonist. So I think there yes. are two or three different protagonists. And then depending on who you pick, the male romance options are different. So yes. that seems cool. Yep. Huh. And both are getting physical releases, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, which it's it's kind of a shame because I think out of all the games we just mentioned, the only one that hasn't gotten a physical is Amnesia. 
Mm. Which is mm. a shame. Still. Still. The year of Otome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, who yeah. who would have thought five years ago all of these games would make it to the United States or into England, you know, Europe? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's... I, I'm sure I mentioned before, but I, it was like the <clears throat> point where all of a sudden I was going to Barnes and Noble and seeing like manga, like not like little like American comic sized manga, but like actual, you know, the volume manga. I'd, I'd go there one day and there was like a shelf of manga and then there was two shelves and then three shelves, you know, and then it just got to be this crazy thing. And it's like, I just, I cannot believe all this stuff that we're getting and that we're getting like physical releases for some of these games. That's yeah. even the craziest yeah. to me. Well, I mean, remember not too long ago, it was like all anybody could talk about was uh, the 17 releases of Hakuoki in yes. English. And then we got, um, uh, shit, what was it? Um, <laughs> they go with our rating. The, the Axis game. Um Sweet fuse, and that was, so yeah. anyway, that opened the floodgates, and I'm sorry for you know swearing. But. <laughs> I don't know why there's just something really cute about when you <laughs> swear, Brian, because you're so polite and nice. Otherwise, that when you let out a swear, it, it always makes me laugh. What I so. should I should have said like I have a new coworker, and she always and she doesn't seem overly polite, but every she keeps saying the word cuss lately. And and I keep coming home. And I'm like I've never heard the word cuss before. It's so like quaint or something. So anyway, <laughs> so I have to say I just feverishly entered something into our notes yes. because I just remembered because I think Molly, you said something about Europe. I'm so <laughs> mad about. I'm so mad about this. Uh. So so the the news is that the European Nintendo <sighs> Twitter account announced that new Style Boutique Two, which is Style Savvy uh, Three, basically um, Girls Mode Three, I think in Japan, the 3DS yep. game, yep, is coming out in Europe later this year, I <sighs> believe, and no word on the US end, and just randomly, yeah, dropped that announcement on Twitter because I guess they aren't doing Nintendo Directs anymore. I don't know. I mean, that's very sad that you know maybe they don't want to do it because of Iwata, but. That's that that that's yeah. the wonder, yeah. Is that they kind of yeah. like are stopping for a while because of that. But stop the presses. <laughs> I'm so uh. I <laughs> Nintendo uh. America just uh, I I just maybe can't maybe we'll still get it. it. No, I think we will. I think they're just gonna play this little game like they always play. Of like <laughs> it'll just be a random announcement sometime soon when they don't have anything else to release at all you know they're just gonna sit on it they sit on so many games for release that yeah. just they're like all right let's just wait till we have some open spots somewhere and slot it in there you know what i think they're gonna do they're gonna rock your world and they're gonna bring out a pink smaller new 3ds <laughs> bundle with that game in it and what then- i need to do, i was thinking that so what i need to do is i need to buy the animal crossing bundle so I can curse myself <laughs> to make them release that bundle. And let me tell you, if they release that bundle, I'm buying it too. So, but that was actually that was oh, actually what I was thinking yeah. was I was thinking that might be the way we finally get the new, the small new 3ds would be for them to wait for like a style stabby bundle or something like that. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting well, it I mean, for what, Animal we Crossing, got- but I was thinking that that might be what they do. So. 
Didn't we get we got the pink and white XL with the yep. first or the second style savvy? Well, whatever yeah. you know, um, yes. in a bundle. So, yeah. Yep. Mm. We will see. Just give me the game, whatever. Just I guess this is game. this this is my cue, huh? Although it I think is? I'm like the only person on the face of the earth who actually cares about this first announcement. I played the first one to the end. Oh, good. Okay, so um, yes. <laughs> since people don't have ESP, they don't know what we're talking about. But uh, uh, Witch and Hero 2 was announced, at least for a Japanese release uh, for the 3DS eShop, of course. And the same developer also announced a couple sequels, uh, one to... Barun. I don't even know how I'm supposed to say that. Um, and The Legend of Dark Witch 2. And I will say, I played a little bit of the first Faroon and liked that too, but I really liked Witch and Hero. I think I played eight hours or something, which is kind of ridiculous if you think about how simple the game is. But the idea that another game is coming out makes me really excited. <laughs> I, I played to the end of Witch and Hero. I am almost the end of Legend of Dark Witch. And wow. I own Faroon have not played it so all go. three of these are interesting to me and i think let's see i think two of them witch and hero 2 and the legend of dark witch are both supposed to come out this fall in japan and Faroon 2 is supposed to come out in quote-unquote winter in japan um i don't know how long it takes them to port these games to other countries but i can't imagine too long especially witch and hero i mean i don't even think there was any text in the first one yeah, Maybe I think there was bit. just bare, bare, yeah, just a tiniest bit of text. And then, I mean, Legend of Dark Witch had a little bit, but that was just for boss encounters. You'd have, like, you know, a little bit of back and forth conversation, but that was huh. mostly it, so. Yeah. And I will say, like, the, I think you can get the first Witch and Hero in the eShop for $5 or $3, something like that. I don't know. If you haven't played it and you want a little, you know, on the go title, I say get it. There's like so many of those great little games on the 3DS. Yeah. Just these little games that like you've probably never heard of and you probably don't even know exist and it's so easy to miss them unless you're just going through the eShop and literally, you know, going through everything and then just randomly buying games. Because that was why I I randomly bought Legend of Dark Witch and I really loved it. But I knew nothing about it when I got it. So I wish, I really wish Nintendo was better about having sales. Yeah. For this kind of stuff. To like encourage more people to try out these little games that come out from these indie or small Japanese developers that like nobody's heard of. Because otherwise I think they just get ignored a lot of the time. Yeah. Or even, not even sales, but just like re-promoting them. Because you you have to imagine once they've been out for a couple of weeks or a month they're kind of they like go to the back of the eShop. Nobody, and like you said, unless you dig for them, you're never going to find them. Yeah. So, boo. We should do one episode. We should do like a listing of like some of these like kind of smaller, like all three of us pick some of our favorite smaller eShop games. Sure. Because mm. like like just came out was um I and I I only tried it at E three, but I really want to play it. Is was it Capsule Racing from Natsume? Oh. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like the capsule toys from Japan where you actually have to get your little racing cars out of the capsule machines and then you can change parts and stuff and it's like a top-down racer. Huh. 
yeah, I'm 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 just, I'm truly into top down racers, and it just seemed like a fun little game. And there was that, and like some kind of tank game I know come from that submit recently. So there's like just all these crazy small eShop games that just come and go, yep. and people never notice them. So yeah, exciting. <laughs> but with that. It is time for cheerleading, and we've already been spoiled with what Anne's title is, but not what she thinks of it. <laughs> so, Anne, what is your game for this episode? Okay, yeah. So, as we all know, um, Hansune Miku Project Ninai DX is on my list today, mostly because I haven't been playing much else, and this is the one that I feel that I have most ability to discuss. <laughs> so, um uh, it's a rhythm game like the Project Diva series for the PS Vita, but the difference here being that it's for 3DS, obviously, and um, the characters are the super cute nendroids that Molly hates, <laughs> rather than the regular, um, I don't know, realistic anime style of the Project Diva games. Um this one has, gosh, now I can't remember, I think over 40 songs, and there is a little bit of overlap with the D.Va games, but there are a lot of songs that don't appear in Project D.Va, so if you've already played those and you want to hear some new stuff, that's a good way to get some more. Um, there's also the ability to use the buttons or um, the touchscreen Interestingly, I thought this was really weird, actually, when you switch between buttons and touchscreen the touchscreen mode is literally you have the cut the touchscreen is cut in half so you've got a blue button and a red button and then you just tap either side in you know following the guides on the screen but if you pick the button mode you use the face buttons or there are face buttons drawn on the touch screen so you can still tap the touch screen but you instead of having two buttons you've got four buttons because it's basically mimicking the face buttons on the system if that makes any sense so i think it's really weird because there are basically two touch screen modes one being easier than the other the regular touch screen mode is pretty easy because you've just got two buttons that you got to press and hold basically and then the one with the face buttons is obviously harder because you've got four buttons, which means more stuff to keep track of. But I will say the whole game is a lot easier than Project Diva. Like, I have a hard time with Project Diva on sort of the normal and hard and extreme modes. Like, I can get through most of them on normal, but then when you get to hard and extreme, it's, like, really tough. But these, I didn't have any problem really at all. Like, there were a couple of the hard songs... That gave me a bit of trouble, but nothing really bad. So that can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how good at rhythm games you are. If you really are into rhythm games, you probably will think this is too easy. But if you're like me and you always get depressed when you can never beat songs in certain (laughs) rhythm games, then you'll feel really good about yourself because you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I got an S on hard or whatever. (laughs) So, um I mean, that, that, that's the reason why I didn't like this game when I first tried it, because it mm. just seemed way too easy to me. Yeah. Especially coming off of Project Diva, which I love to death. Yeah, um, the other thing that I think is weird is that it's really hard for me to articulate this, and I tried to in my review, but I feel like the buttons are 
sluggish in Minai compared with Devo. Like everything feels very snappy in Devo. Like I press the button and I get good feedback, but in Minai, it just feels like more like a present stroll rather than like, you know, really snappy. <laughs> if that makes any sense whatsoever. It's really hard to describe hmm. the, the feeling of playing the game, but I kind of, kind of get that a bit. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, you want to go? Say no, something? I was going to say like I mean like, but I I do want to get a chance because I haven't, you know, because I I think when I played it, it was just the two button mode. Oh, but with the four button mode, and everything like I I I think it can be more interesting. And I'm just a sucker for music games, so I yeah, do, you know, I do you know, I, a chance. I would say that that it's not a bad rhythm game, and I'm I'm not saying it's bad, but I think if you really like the Diva games, it's hard not to compare it to that, and it's hard not to say, well, you know, Diva has this, this, and this, and it just a lot about Diva makes it a more fulfilling rhythm game, whereas Minai is fun and it's a good rhythm game, but it's not an amazing rhythm game in my opinion. Um, right. It's also got the Diva Room stuff, and it's got some more mini games where like. You can play Puyo Puyo with your your Ooh. Vocaloids. And this is, uh, I did the math. <laughs> this is like the first time we've gotten a Puyo Puyo game in like 10 years officially in English. And it's in a Atsune Miku mm. game. So take that as you will. <laughs> if you want to play some Puyo Puyo, you can do that. There's also a local multiplayer. So you can like play with a friend. If you Whoa, have any really? friends. Yeah. yeah That's in very Puyo exciting Puyo to mode. me. Yeah, just Puyo Puyo, not the rhythm game itself. Yeah, so, but no, yeah, I love Puyo. Yeah, I love Puyo, so. it's very basic. It's kind of the the original Puyo Puyo, but it's it's cute, and you know you get all the you get the Vocaloid skin, and they say things, and yeah, it's fun. So there's a lot on top of the actual rhythm game that makes it really you know content heavy. If you're into that stuff, I mean, I find that I don't really really care about outfitting my room and interacting with my vocaloids there's even like a piano so you can make your vocaloids sing whatever song you press on the piano keys and <laughs> you can edit the music videos just like you could in in project diva but i really just don't ever find that i spend much time with that kind of stuff but you know if that's your thing it's 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 cute <laughs> um yeah said so i want to try it but <laughs> i'm not expecting the world from it which i think is the expectation <laughs> to have so yeah and it's great for people that maybe don't have any sony systems that want to play miku game because it's the first one that's on a non-sony system in english so is that but yeah and, and, I, and to and to be fair the um <clears throat> the recent project diva games we've been getting in america like aren't the great ones to me because that series has gone downhill pretty fast. Oh, really? Yeah, so, you know, I, they're not, like, the high and mighty thing they used to be, so, you know, maybe it's not as bad then. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to try it. That's all I know. Yeah, it's fun. I recommend it to people who like rhythm games, but, you know, just be prepared to maybe compare it to D.Va and not be quite as impressed. <laughs> That's all. It's still, it's still a really cute game, though. Awesome. Brian? And here, I've, I've had this time to narrow down my selection, but I'm not sure which game 
to pick because I have played for the last month. I've really focused on two DS games, which interestingly, this must be like visual novel theme month or something because both of them are, you know, some version of visual novel, um, and both were inspired by Anne's thematic months play-alongs that she's been having for the last couple of years. Um, I don't know. I. <laughs> Do either of you have a, a preference for hearing what the hell I think about either Hotel Dusk or 999? Hotel Dusk. Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's well, my pick. How about you, Anne? Do you agree or should I just... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. You, go ahead you, with that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe you well, really wanted to talk about 999 and you were hoping that we'd say that <laughs> maybe I'll oh, talk about that next time I haven't really played Hotel Dust aside from like an hour or two so I'd be interested in hearing about that yeah well so I- I'm guessing most people know it's like a series uh, well a two part series of DS visual novels made by a company I'm guessing you pronounce it Sing but I can't say I've ever noticed that C-I-N-G um, and it's like one of those games that I'd been meaning to pick up forever. And actually I had bought it a long time ago, but I hadn't played it. Um, and I used Anne's theme month for August, which was Adventure August, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, as game. inspiration to find, I was like, okay, I'm going to finally play this game. Um, and it is a DS game that you hold, you hold the DS kind of like it's a, an open book. Um, and on one side is kind of, oh, well, I guess I should start with the story. You are kind of, it's in the seventies. You're this hardened kind of film noir, uh, ex police officer who's following a story of your, uh, ex partner. Um, and you're led to this hotel dusk as part of your story. Um, which as far as I can tell is kind of like in the middle of nowhere in California, I think I can't remember. Um, and the entire game, you are kind of walking around the hotel and, and searching out clues about what happened to your partner and kind of also some other stories, um, for the other people who are inhabiting the hotel at the time. Um, and it has a really interesting art style that is, uh, I guess it's rotoscoping. I don't know if that's the right term, but kind of like the, um, the music video for Take On Me by AHA from the 80s, um, where it looks like, you know, a real person, but with, like, like they've been... Um, someone has used a pencil to kind of outline them, and it's kind of always shaky. Um, so half of the screen... You know, one screen is always that, showing a person, and one screen is usually, like, a kind of early, you know, late PS1-era polygon um, view of the hotel... Um, anyway, so it's basically a visual novel. You're walking around, you're collecting clues, you're, you know, tapping on, um, background images and, um, asking questions. Um, anyway, I would, you know, I would not say it's perfect by any means, but I really enjoyed it. I actually finished it, which is amazing for me these days. Um, I, d- I think I whined a few times on Twitter about, I tend to get stuck in games like this where I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. And and I'm really stubborn in that, like, I will try for an entire hour. I'm like, I'm going to figure this out myself, and I can't do it. So then I broke down. I went on to an FAQ. I found a solution. 
you know, I get back into the game, I get a little further, I get stuck, I'd have to do it again. And that I don't really like that, but apparently I'm just too stupid to figure some of these things out. <laughs> um, and it's always like you always get stuck and then like you'll find the answer like online or whatever and you're just like feel so stupid for not having thought of that answer. Yes. And I will say having like going from this to 999 on the DS, um, the things on 999, even though I'm really enjoying that game too, they actually make me more mad because sometimes it's just like I literally didn't even know there was a door there. Like, oh, I'm supposed to go through right. this door, which I didn't even know existed. Unlike in Hotel Dusk, it's usually something stupid. So, um, But I guess what I'm trying to say is even though I will say if anyone is like me, you will get stuck now and then, you know, potentially many times. Um, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I also got the game over screen at least 10 times. <laughs> so, so I did not get the you know preferred ending. Um, but I don't know. I really liked the story, and it was very kind of captivating. And for the most part, it had really great characterizations, I thought. And the art style was really cool. Um, so I definitely I would recommend it if you missed it. Um, I ha- already have the sequel. I'm going to play that at some point. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I was. I wanted to ask you too. So, how much did you pay for Last Window? I, you know, I bought it when it first came out. Oh, okay. so I don't even remember. I bought it like mm. you know through some European store, the you know the equivalent of Best Buy that when it came out because I knew I was going to want to play it. Right. So probably just face value at the time, retail value. But why is it expensive now? No, I'm just curious because oh. I never picked it up. That's one of the ones I. That's one of the those. There's like that in tingle and stuff like yeah. the f- couple Eng- english i mean the european releases that i've never picked up that i really need to at some point yep and i'm getting worried about how long i've waited now well i mean maybe you'll just pay more for it but i'm sure you can find copies of it on ebay or i don't know see I ebay is tough with- because it's so easy to get, like the the pirate versions of games yeah well yeah yeah it's funny, I actually and bought Lost pay- Window before I bought oh. Hotel Dusk. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, because I just knew I knew I would want to play it eventually, and I, I didn't really think Hotel Dusk would become rare, so I just bought it. <laughs> wow, you didn't think Hotel Dusk would become rare? Well, no. I would, no. See, I would totally predict. I mean, like, that's, like, I feel like Nintendo's niche titles are, like, prime to become hard to get after uh yeah and i think i've heard that about hotel dusk i think it's more pricey than maybe it used to be hmm have you played this in uh no as i said i played maybe an hour or two i think i was borrowing a friend's copy or something but i don't own it so mm, yeah i would like to sure but it it, i think it it is either harder to get now or more expensive or both so i haven't really picked it up (laughs) yeah i can't remember if i actually beat it because i i went got pretty far through it but i don't remember if i actually got to the ending or not it's a really neat little game. Like I said, it, it was like <clears throat> one of those games that just like was a great example of why I loved the DS because just having all these crazy experimental projects for it. Yeah. And isn't that one of the ones where you hold it like sideways? Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That's the reason I really wanted to play it yeah. for some weird reason. I miss, I so miss that. Like I miss like holding my DS sideways. Yeah. 
it's the weirdest thing in the world, but I, I just loved how like those screens made it so you could have games both ways. Yeah. Because you can't really... I mean, you can kind of do it on a 3DS, but it doesn't work nearly as well. Yeah, and you could tell that they were never... People were never going to really make use of that because of the different size screens. It's just kind of awkward. Right. And yep. one's 3D and one's not anyway. Yep. So, yeah, it's a fun game. I said I, I if, if Amazon would work for me, because my computer is indeed dead, it seems like. Um, I would tell you how much it is now, but I don't know. I'm curious because I said <laughs> it has to be. I, I I feel like that's one of those games that has become harder to get as yeah. I try to stall as I am searching on my telephone. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's only fifty dollars, hey, which isn't bad. But then last window on Amazon, which is not necessarily the best way to get it. Is eighty one ninety nine? Oof. Hmm. <laughs> well. Oh yeah, this also like I remember that kind of like I just put this mentally together with um, trace memory because yes. it was like two of those kind mm. of more obscure Japanese adventure games that came out around the same time, and I think were they the same company? company. I can't. Yes. I, yes. And actually, okay. I can say trace memory. You can find used copies of trace memory uh complete on ebay for pretty cheap because i'm eyeing one up because i liked hotel dust so much <laughs> that i'm like i want even though people have warned me that trace memory is a lot shorter um i'm fine with that and i want a copy so it's i think it's you can get like you know 10 to 15 bucks for a copy of that hmm. one on ebay yeah because i think that one nintendo made more copies of probably and that just didn't have the appeal of hotel dusk unfortunately so hmm I guess that means it's my turn yes. I'm going to do something different I'm going to list all the games I haven't played lately because <laughs> <laughs> this is like my I mean not necessarily on my backlog because I don't have all of these but I have way too many of these and these are the games that have come out recently that I've really really wanted to play but I have not gotten to yet a few we have talked about um, there's, of course, Ultra Spare Girls, which I shamefully have not even finished Danganronpa 2 yet. That's partially why I haven't played this. How, how, I mean, do you know, Anne, like, how spoilery? Okay, I can tell you this. Okay. It probably will not majorly affect your uh, enjoyment of 2, but if you play... The Spare Girls before too, it will effectively take the kind of um, out of a couple of the reveals in the game. So if you could, but but the, on the other hand, because you don't know, you might not draw the connection when you're playing Ultra okay. Spare Girls, if that makes sense. Because there <laughs> no, are things that, that are that, that that are shown to you that kind of if you have played two all the way through, you're like, oh. You know, and you draw the connections, but if you haven't played through all the way, then you would miss that stuff, and you may subconsciously remember it when you're playing too, and then be like, "Oh yeah, I saw that right. in Ultra Despair Girls," and so now it's not as exciting. So I really do recommend finishing two first. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, that's, 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 I knew that was going to happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have seen a few people that have been like, "Oh, well, it takes place between one and two, so I can play it second. I'm like, "No, no, no. You really shouldn't, though." <laughs> 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Nobunaga's Ambition, Sphere of Influence. I love these games. I love the Romance of Three Kingdom games as well. And so we finally got a new version out here for PS4 and PC. I have it sitting here, and I played, like, a little bit of the PC version. Um, I said I just adore Koei's, like, historical games like that and just haven't had the time for it. Amnesia Memories, which we mentioned. Steins Gate we mentioned. Um, Lost Dimension. Like, I was never really all that um, thinking about Lost Dimension before, but it seems like it could be kind of an interesting game. Hmm. So I need to, at some point, play that. The Vita version of Hotful Boyfriend came out. Still haven't touched that. Haven't played the game at all. I'm like the last person on Earth who hasn't played it. <laughs> um, my, co- my co-hosts here probably don't care, but Onechan Barazi, because <laughs> I have something weird about Japanese cowgirl bikini girls <laughs> uh, fighting zombies, so... Um, Deception 4, Nightmare Princess, the updated version of Deception 4. I really loved Deception 4. Like, I, I was so happy to see it kind of retain that, that little bit of dark, sinister style of the old Deception games. And this is an updated version of that, so I do want to go back and try that again. And then, of course, Hatsune Miku Project Mirai DX. And I'm sure there are other games that have come out, but there's been so many... In the last few months, like just so many great little niche games hit. And I have no time because I'm playing games for work, which <laughs> is not something I should be complaining about, but <sighs> why don't you get to play more niche games for work? I guess I technically did for my last review because I played the PS4 version of Tearaway. Oh, okay. Which is fantastic. It's not as good in some ways as the Vita version because they both kind of have like gimmicks but like on the Vita they really felt meaningful whereas here they do feel a little bit too much like gimmicks but the the game which is kind of the idea is it's created out, out of paper craft it's like construction paper is used to make the grass and the trees and the animals and the flowers and the hills and everything um, it looks so pretty on the PS4 and especially now that it has like the higher frame rate, it's just it's so gorgeous and so fun to play. And if you missed it on the Vita, then absolutely, positively, please play this game on the PS4. Especially you, Anne, which we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> but yeah. if you're looking for games, because you're saying there's no games on the PS4, there's a <laughs> game called Tearaway Unfolded you can now play. And it is fantastic. So that is kind of niche. I did play that. So, but that, other than that, I think it's been all. What have I been playing? I don't know. Oh, I put Until Dawn, but that's not really like a nichiest podcast ever kind of game. But. Anyway, so we can finish up. And PlayStation 4, you have joined the future finally. <laughs> how how is how is the future? How are you liking it here in nineteen? I mean, two thousand fifteen, <laughs> nineteen. Oh uh, well, I don't think there are many games in the future. <laughs> I would get Tearaway, but I already have the Vita version. And and as you said about the um, sort of gimmicky, you know, aspects of it, I think I'd rather play that on the Vita because of the um, touchscreen stuff. I guess mostly. 
yeah. that, that is on the Vita. Um, so we, yeah, kind of spur of the moment bought it over the weekend because there was a good deal happening. And if you want to hear the full story, this is a bit embarrassing, I guess, because some people may look down on this method. But mm. I'm going to tell you anyway, nichiest listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they were having a sale on this bundle for the PS4. I don't know if you know, but Disney Infinity 3.0 came out. And yep. they announced that Boba Fett, the figure for Boba Fett, would be exclusive to PS4 in this yep. bundle with the system until, I think, early next year, like after Christmas. So they wouldn't be releasing the figure separately. But they had the bundle on sale for pretty good price in Australia. And I, I have a history of perhaps reselling some Amiibos on eBay. I'm not the kind of person that goes to the store and buys, you know, 50 of the same one. But if I see one that I think is kind of rare, I will pick it up and then I'll resell it on eBay for a few extra bucks. So I know about the resale market on eBay. And so I said, you know what, let's get this bundle and then mm. I can sell the figure. So I did that. And it was a very cheap way to get a PS4, I'm telling you, because that Boba Fett went for about a hundred bucks. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Some people really want it, you know. So uh, yeah, that's what I did. I basically sold all of the Disney Infinity things in a bundle to somebody who wanted the Boba Fett. So you know, win-win for me and the dude that didn't want to buy a whole PS4 just to get that stuff, I guess. So yeah, that was. That was interesting. So we got um, Final Fantasy Type-0 HD is the only game that we got. My husband wanted to play that. So I've been watching him play that, which seems okay, but it's not really the kind of game that's showcasing the PS4's graphical capability or anything. No, it, it's is, just it a, is not. It's an up you know, PSP game, and the textures look <laughs> really bad, and you're like, oh, well, this is wonderful. <laughs> that is one of the worst choices you could make for a game to show off the PS4. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the cool thing about PS Plus is that I already have a lot of PS4 games, right? I have a, a few that I've just been adding to my account. Though I don't think I really kept up on it, so I don't have all of them, but mm -hmm. I got a few things here and there, and I just got a review code for Disgaea 5, so I'll be playing that on the PS4, and it already looks pretty nice. So, I mean, there's stuff coming, but I don't, I mean, in terms of niche games, I can't, I don't even know what niche game I would play for the PS4. Well, there's no Bonaga's Ambition, there is um, uh, Akiba's Trip. Uh -huh. He's on there. Uh -huh. uh, de 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 Deception, <laughs> Deception, Deception Four is on there. Um, Onechan Badazi, you can play a zombie bikini cowgirl <laughs> killing zombies. Um, uh -huh. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's a couple others that uh, I'm spacing on, but yeah, in terms of like kind of our podcasty games, there are very few and far between still because Japan is still catching up. They're they're still releasing PSP games over there, you know, so they have you know, <laughs> a little bit of catching up to do with uh, the West. No, I mean, you know, I can understand. Like, I think in your in your place, you know, I can I can appreciate why you'd feel that way i guess with my weirdness of getting into bigger games as well recently you know i can fall back on the call of duties or the evolves or grand theft autos or whatever like that to also have stuff to play 
But I think the thing is, though, is there's been a lot of really good, like, indie games coming out. And mm. so if, if you aren't just looking at, like, Japanese niche games, but looking at, like, just smaller games, period, there's been some really cool stuff. Yeah, I'll have to try some of that. Like, I just downloaded Grow Home, which is on mm. PS Plus this month, and I've heard that's good. So, yeah, I'll just have to dig around a bit, and I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. And I know my husband really likes the bigger games, so I think he's excited to see the big flashy things. Though he didn't pick yes. up Metal Gear Solid Five, which I was like, what? Mm. that seems like the game that you would buy, like, <laughs> if you're getting a PS4, like... Uh, but no, he wanted Type Zero, so we're looking <laughs> at this graphical wonder right now. <laughs> I can't remember. Do you guys like horror games? I like them, but I can't really play them. Are you talking about Until Dawn? Yeah, because Until Dawn is is kind of unique. Yeah, I was kind of eyeing that. I think that one would be fun to play. So you like that one? You would you would give it a yeah, thumbs up? Yeah, no, I, I had you know I had a lot of fun with it. Like it's it's either a game that. Um, because I guess I'm the kind of person who, you know, whenever you have a game that has a lot of tr- player choice in it, I'm the kind of person that I want to see where my choices take me versus, like, the people who, like, will play it over and over and over to see all the outcomes. Mm. So you can actually do it both ways. You can, you can just play it once and see, okay, how many of these, you know, co-eds can I have survived by the end of the story? Or you can go back and play it over and over and change your choices and see how those those choices, you know, change the outcome that you receive. Hmm. So you can kind of do it either way. And it's it's a, it's a really interesting. It's It really does feel unique compared to most other horror games out there. Hmm. Yeah, I might get that one. And then there was one more I was going to say. Oh, goodness. Something, I don't know. I just, it just left me. But there was some other PS4 game I was going to recommend. But now I can't think of it. Oh, oh, uh, Life is Strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should absolutely play that. So. I mean, to be fair, both the PS4, it's it's funny because the Wii U has no games. <laughs> but when it gets one, it's a really good one. As I can tell by your your Google Splatoon avatar you have here in the <laughs> box. Um, there are many of us who love Splatoon. So, like, you know, like when, when the Wii U gets a game, it's usually pretty good and it'll last you for a while. Um, but then the PS4 and Xbox One also have no games, you know, quote unquote. And it does it does really feel like, you know, because we're now over two years into the, the life cycles, it feels like they're having a much rougher time getting started than the last consoles did. Hmm. So, I don't know. I'm happy with mine. I, I actually, I do play it, but so that there's enough variety that I, I can enjoy it, but I can see why people who are looking for those different kind of games, you know, would be um, running back to their PS3s or Vitas or 3DSs or whatever. <laughs> so... But you know what's the most exciting about this is now I can finally see your real name on my friends list. It's <laughs> very important. <laughs> After trying to send you a friend request like a year ago. <laughs> and it telling me that you had no PS4. 
Oh, wait, now, you can only add me if I'm on PS4? No, you can... I had a PSN account? No, I, we can, you can be added, but to do the real name thing? What does the real name thing do? That's, than... So that's where then you would see my real name and I would see your real name uh-huh. instead, of, instead of just our little PSN handles. And then I... that will also show you... If the person has made a custom avatar, it'll show you that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Because they don't want you to, like, let's say you take a naughty photo of yourself and put it as your avatar. Then typically you could show it to the entire world and they don't want that. So if you haven't re- real name shared with somebody, then you, you'll only see their PSN name and an avatar that was purchasable on the PSN store. But then if you share your real name, then you become like closer friends almost. And then you actually share each other's name and, and custom avatar. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's all very interesting. (laughs) So the big thing when PS4 came out was like, Oh, I get to go back to my friends list and, you know, get everybody's real names and stuff like that. But then it would tell you, like, oh, this person doesn't have a PS4 yet, so you can't do that. Oh. I don't think I've even looked at that. Though it did ask me, and I did put in my real name, but that, that's about it. Yep. You sound so excited by your PS4. Oh, I'm <laughs> thrilled. I went through a bit of buyer's remorse. I was like, oh, God, like, even with reselling this stuff, you know, it's still a big purchase. So I was like, Why, what have we done? What are we even going to play? I don't even want to buy any <laughs> PS4 games. So, but, but yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I mean, is, there, is there anything upcoming that you're interested in now, like Uncharted or... No. Um, oh. There's going to be Japanese stuff, because it's going to start being more and more Japanese games that are PS4 only. Well, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, uh, Kingdom when, Hearts 3. 20, 2017, or whenever that comes out, I'll play that. <laughs> Final uh, Fantasy 15, you said you're excited for that? Oh, I'm not excited for that. I just want people to stop <laughs> talking about it. But I did download the demo, <laughs> so I can play it, and now I can you know rant about how dumb it is or whatever. I just, oh. I'm just down on it because I'm annoyed. I don't know. <laughs> It's a, I, I don't really care either way. I'm sure I'll probably play it to see it, you know, but I'm not super excited for that one. Final Fantasy XIV, I know you like that. I, yeah, I can't go back to another MMO. <laughs> well, the only MMO I've ever played. But yeah, I don't know. I had it on the PS3, so I know for a period you could upgrade for free to the PS4, yes. but I don't know if they're yes. still doing that or not. I don't so. know. I'd have to That's look into question. it, but I would still have to start my subscription again, and then, oh, God. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Persona 5? Ah, uh, yeah, I could, I could do that, but I wouldn't, um, I don't know. I've never played a Persona game, but I guess it doesn't matter. Uh. So, I could start there. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> I thought we'd discussed this before. I played a couple hours of 4, but never really I'm just anywhere. trying my best to justify your purchasing of a PS4 here. <laughs> I, for, it's for Sean. You know, Sean's going to have fun with it. Uh, that's fine, you know. He, we don't always play the same stuff. Then that's okay. But, I, I mean, just as I was saying earlier, like, I have so many other games for all these other consoles that I just don't really... It's not 
on the top of my list to be buying games for it. I mean, of course, we'll buy something to play now that we have it. But, you know, I got all these Otome games I keep pre-ordering for the Vita. <laughs> I've got 3DS games. I got, you know, a PS3 game here and there. But mostly the handhelds are keeping me busy. So between that and life, there's not enough time for it all. <laughs> Which is more important to you, Anne, PS4 or Live? <laughs> <laughs> Choose wisely. Oh, that um, that kind of Monster Hunter-esque game that the Killzone guys are developing looked really good. I would play that. Horizon, yes. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be very neat. That looks really pretty. That's not niche, yes. though. <laughs> no, it's not. But as you mentioned about our unplayed games and having too much to play anyway, next episode, we will bring you a list of our most, was it the most shameful? I don't, I don't know. We'll have to decide that if it's like uh, the ones that we're saddest about that we've never played or that we're most embarrassed that we own and we've never played. It could be anything. I do like the embarrassed one. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe we could have one of each. Yeah. Or two of each, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so we'll bring this list to you next time with uh, everything else on the episode. And uh, Anne and Brian, is there anything else before we sign this off? No. That no. silence tells me no. So <laughs> then, for my co-hosts Anne and Brian, this is Molly, and this has been another episode of the nichiest slash nichiest podcast slash podcat ever. <laughs> That's it.